This afternoon we are attempting to learn a little bit about the last of the Ten Commandments, which is the prohibition of Losachmod, the Torah's exhortation against desiring the property of another person. The Torah says you should not covet, should not desire your friend's house, his wife, his servant, his ox, his donkey, any possession of your fellow man. In today's day and age, it might be his car, his yacht, his football team. And uh, not engage in the uh, actions that might cause to, in a sense, pressure, force, influence the person to part with it in a way that is not completely willful on his part. That's how the Rambam defines the prohibition of desiring another person's possessions. It starts with the desire and it culminates with engaging in the actions that actually bring about obtaining that which had previously belonged to another person. Even a person's wife, it's possible to cause discord that will lead to divorce and eventually enable you to marry that woman. In the uh, second set of the Ten Commandments, which is found in Sefer Dvarim, the Torah uses a different expression. There the words are Lotisave, and that the Rambam explains is a prohibition of the, ju- of the desire by itself. There's a specific prohibition against the harsh desire and making the plan to try to get it, even if it does not lead to and culminate in any actual acquisition. And Losach mode includes the desire, but also requires that the person should actually obtain the item that previously belonged to his fellow man. The Eben Ezra, in his Pirish, in Sefer Shmos, in the first place we find in the Torah, brings the question, says, many people wonder about this prohibition against desiring. Certainly the desire is included and is part of the, even the prohibition that's found first in the Torah. Many people wonder, how could the Torah forbid a heart's desire? How can we expect a person not to desire something beautiful, something beneficial, anything that could be worthwhile? Can the Torah proscribe emotions? We can understand, perhaps, of course, prohibiting the action. We can even perhaps understand... uh, Commanding emotions where it's within a person's power to gain the proper emotion, to love our fellow man. We can focus on the brotherhood, focus on all the qualities that would engender that positive emotion. But a person is not expected to not appreciate beauty. A person is not expected to not care for himself, not to not want what could be helpful to himself. So how then does the Torah command us to not desire that which belongs to somebody else. The mere fact that it's currently someone else's possession, is that somehow able to cut off the natural desire for something good and beneficial and attractive? 
it's hard to understand how this is expected to function. It's true that there could be a concept that I should not want or belong to somebody else right now out of respect for his rights. This is someone else's possession. I should view it that it's off limits to me. But it would see that's not adequate because by definition, the desire that I'm having is for such a time when it will no longer be in his possession. And it's possible for that to change. A person can, can sell, this is in full control to part ways with something that belongs to him right now. So to not have any desire for something that's currently in somebody's possession simply because of his rights to it is still difficult. I'm hoping to get it someday in the future so that desire could still be there. So to address this question that Ben Ezra gives a mushal, he says, I'll give you a parable to illustrate the concept that something could be beautiful, attractive, and nevertheless not cause any desire on the part of one who sees it. He says, it's uh, quite clear, undeniable, that a commoner, a common villager, who sees the crown princess will not have a desire to marry the crown princess. He knows this is not possible. She's royalty. He's a commoner. A commoner cannot marry into the royal family. It would be equivalent of uh, hoping to sprout wings and be able to fly to the heavens. That would be just totally irrational. So even though she may be beautiful, nevertheless he will not have such a desire. He knows it cannot be. He also compares to a person not having a desire for his own mother. He's been so brought up with the concept that one cannot marry, does not marry their own mother, that there would be no emotional attraction. This is what he's giving as a, a parable, a way to understand the concept that not anything that's attractive will cause desire. But, of course, in our situation, it's not quite like that. We're all dealing with items that uh, it is possible for a person to obtain. He continues. He says, similarly, every understanding person has to know that's a beautiful wife, monetary acquisition, any kind of material success or really any success, a person will not achieve, a person will not obtain because of his intellect and because of his ingenuity. He will only obtain, he will only gain that which Hashem, that which the Almighty has apportioned out to him. And Shlomo Melech says in Sefer Kohelis that Hashem at times even gives to a person who didn't work for something. Although in the general course of the ways of the world, you need to put in efforts, but on occasion a person is blessed with success that he didn't work for. Says so Ezra, through this understanding, a person will not desire. And not only that, 
says that through this, another person's wife will be even more distant than the crown princess to the commoner. Because not only not in his power to obtain, but it's even forbidden. He's not allowed to make effort. So he's not only not able, but he's not even permitted to make effort in that direction. And therefore, he will be happy with the share that Hashem has apportioned out to him. And he will not place to his heart to desire something that's not his, because he will know that that which Hashem does not want to give to him, he cannot get with his might and his devices and his ingenious planning. And therefore, he will trust his Creator to provide him whatever he needs and he will be satisfied and happy with his portion. That's the end of Ebenezer. But there is a question, I think, that still needs to be addressed. How is really the question being answered? It's true, I know that Hashem doesn't want me to have it, I cannot get it. But after all, I don't know what Hashem wants me to have. Maybe I am supposed to get my friend's yacht, or his house, or someday maybe even his wife. I don't know what Hashem's plan is. I can't say that this is something that cannot be. It cannot happen. Of course, if Hashem doesn't want me to have it, I won't be able to get it. But maybe Hashem does want me to have it. So why can't I still hope for it? Why won't I still yearn for it? Why won't I still desire it? And that's something that I think we should try to think about and get together with Hashem soon to try to address this question. 